Oh, hey there. Come on in. We're just about to start. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. With summer season comes wildfires and air quality advisories. Can food and diet affect our breathing? Eating and breathing, is there a connection? Does it matter? People with lung disease would say yes. If you're struggling to breathe, it could be an effort to eat. Today we talk about seven tips to improve nutritional status for people living with chronic lung conditions. It's Rob and Sandra, and this is my wife, the dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Good. What's uh, what's on deck for today? Well, eating and breathing essentials for life, because you know food can affect breathing, and diet can affect breathing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're not breathing well, if you have a chronic condition like COPD, which is Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So, were you expecting me to answer that? No, <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. Uh, sorry, chronic obstructive pulmonary pulmonary disease. Yes. Okay. COPD, which is emphysema or chronic bronchitis, and those are just like breathing problems. That's right. Right. Okay. Chronic, like lifelong breathing issues. Right. So we're gonna talk about how diet. And food can be related to how you breathe. Hmm, I'm curious. And it came from a question from a listener. All right. Okay. Melanie from New York State. Right. Writes. Hello, Melanie. (laughs) She writes, my husband has chronic bronchitis. Are there any foods to avoid? And that's a very good question. And I'm glad she brought it up because in the summer, especially in the past, I've had so many patients with issues with lung problems with COPD, so bronchitis or emphysema or asthma that I see, and they're having issues with breathing, and food is essential to life, just like breathing is. Right. I would guess that the breathing problems initiate from environmental factors? Yeah. Generally, the biggest culprits for these breathing problems um, stem from smoking, or air pollution and or air pollution or working in an environment where the air is not clean or there's yeah. toxins in the air. If you're doing that as a lifelong profession, right, then that can affect your lungs. Yeah, for sure. There's lots, lots of those types of things. Yeah. And uh, years ago, I wrote an article for the local newspaper about this issue just because it was during the summer the air quality was an issue. We were getting advisory reports a lot because of smoke, wildfire smoke. And, uh, you know, there is this link with eating well and keeping yourself strong, even if you have COPD or bronchitis or emphysema or some other chronic lung condition. Right. Nutrition is so important. It's so important. So 
Anyways, so we're jumping into it already. Okay. <laughs> one one other question for you. So the it's environment. It's like caused through environmental things. It's not caused by diet. Mm, I mean, it's that's a good question. You know, uh, definitely the biggest culprits, as I mentioned, are air pollution and smoking. Okay. And the thing is, if you have COPD, then you're more at risk for other health problems. So it's a vicious cycle, really. Right. Like uh, heart problems, congestive heart failure, other issues with your immune system is a big thing. Because if you're not breathing well, remember we talked about immune health and how to keep yourself strong. Oh, like a really long time ago. I think it was yeah. like our second or third episode. Really, really good information in that episode. Yeah, episode I was, three and four. I was impressed by us. Yeah, there was a being, part, part one and part two. In podcast newbies back then, I think we uh, we banged out a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's got so many, so much good information about keeping your immune system strong through eating well and certain foods and all that. And that's so important when you have chronic COPD. Yeah, I remember being very impressed with your knowledge because <laughs> it just kept spewing out in those episodes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not so impressed anymore. Well, well, I'm used to it now. I expect <laughs> it now. But back then I was like, holy, you know a lot of stuff. This is, I, I'd never seen that side of you before. Oh. So, yeah. I was, oh, I don't just talk about impressed. it in our, you know, uh, dining room conversation, I guess. Well, I guess you just answered some of my my uh, my quirky questions. So I was impressed. Right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, let's carry on. Okay. So we're going to talk about what it is. We kind of already did. And then why people have it and the stats of the numbers of amount of people. Uh, symptoms, which is a huge issue and something that we're going to address in terms of how to help people that have certain symptoms that affect their diet and nutrition. Right. And seven ways to improve your nutrition when you are living with lung disease. Okay. Is that everything? I think so. All right, then. Maybe. I mean, there's probably, there's so much to this. So we could talk about it, you know, in more episodes than this. But I just wanted to address this question that came in from Melanie. So Yeah, for sure. It's a good place to start. Yeah. And she says, are there any foods to avoid her husband has uh, chronic bronchitis. So what are some of the symptoms when someone has chronic bronchitis or other breathing problems? Well, what comes to mind, I would think uh, coughing, mm -hmm. shallow breathing, mm -hmm. rapid breathing, maybe like you can't catch your breath, that feeling, mm -hmm. which is awful. I hate that feeling. Yeah. Like wheezing. Yeah. Wheezing. Yeah. S shortness of breath. Yeah. S-O-B. SOB. No, it, on the charts, you know, like when the you, doctor writes that on someone's chart, and like they're like, "What do you mean SOB?" Yeah, if the family member sees that, what I've seen that happen actually. That's pretty funny. What they called me an SOB, and it's like no shortness of breath. That's funny. <laughs> and then OE is on exertion, so shortness of breath on exertion. So that's like when you're walking upstairs, or if you're walking, and you have that shortness of breath. Right. on exertion that's a little bit different than someone who's lying in bed and ha they have a more progressed advanced disease state at that point like they have it for no reason at all without exertion shortness of breath yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or you know have you ever been sick where you're coughing a lot it's so hard to catch your breath yeah it, like you cough so much you feel like you're gonna throw up yeah and you can't yeah that's horrible yeah so yeah, that's part of it. And then tiredness is 
you know, chronic tiredness because you just have all this effort to breathe. Or you're not getting enough oxygen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And phlegm and like thick saliva is a big part of it, especially if you can't get your breath and people might be like open mouth breathers, you know, and then you're going to have more dry mouth. Wasn't that a Seinfeld episode too? Yeah, I think, I think it was. I think that was too. It sounds that, familiar. That, that term you just said, open mouth breather. Yeah. It just rang a bell. Yeah. I pictured Seinfeld. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's another um, symptom is like dry mouth. And a lot of that, it could be related to just how you sleep or uh, medications that are drying up your mucous membranes, right. your mouth and everything. And um, not getting enough water could be another reason that you have dry mouth. Right. As you take a sip of water. Well, just, you never know. (laughs) That's better. We can all use more water. And I know we've done a few episodes on fluids, right? Yeah. But (laughs) never hurts to remind everyone. Yeah. Okay, everyone take a sip of water. We'll wait. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. There's about 30 million people in the U.S. with COPD. Wow. Really? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's a huge amount of people, number of people. That's massive. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. I know. I know. And the other thing is, if you have a chronic lung condition, as I mentioned before, it really increases your risk for other health problems with your heart, having more susceptibility to frequent colds and flu and respiratory infections in the winter and flu season. Yeah. So that's extra important to watch your diet once you're at that stage, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people actually struggle to maintain their weight while they have COPD. A lot of people that have a chronic lung condition are underweight and struggle to maintain their weight. And partly, I mean, that could be the issue or being overweight is another thing that people deal with. And, you know, that can stress heart and lungs to be overweight. Mm. But underweight is something I see a lot because it's just such effort to breathe and oh, to get through life and you're not getting the calories just because it's, it's, it's work. It's work. Wow. It's work to eat. It's work to make meals. So that's part of uh, our tips at the end is making things more convenient and simple, but still healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So some of the other symptoms that can happen and it's sometimes related to the dry mouth and you get taste changes you have a lower appetite because you're not really hungry if you have a dry mouth and there's foods aren't tasting like they should. And then low appetite means that you're not eating as well. And then you're losing weight. And exactly. It's just a vicious cycle. It's a vicious right? cycle. Yeah, I can see that. And also, actually, gas and bloating and reflux is an issue for people that are dealing with uh, lung problems. So it's like the pressure of like up on the um, diaphragm. Right. And so having carbonated fluids, for instance, or deep fat, deep fried, greasy foods can make things worse because it makes that reflux worse. And then you get more gas and bloating and the carbonation is causing more burping. And there's not a lot of space. Like if you're having issues with your lungs, do you remember... When I was pregnant and there was so much, you know, like you're, you got this baby and it's pushing up on the diaphragm. You don't have a lot of room to breathe. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's similar, you know, similar symptoms for people with chronic lung conditions because the breathing is such an issue. And it's same thing with like end of, you know, pregnancy, like the last trimester when you're you're so big and just everything's all pushed up. Yeah. It's uh it, you know, gives you more, like it's just a lot of effort to breathe. And then the baby comes out and there's that huge sigh of relief. <laughs> or or not. Or not. <laughs> right. Life is different. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's I, I guess you don't think about it. If, if you don't have a problem with breathing. If you're a man. No, if you don't have a problem with breathing, you don't realize that diet can affect your breathing and that food can affect your breathing. Exactly. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of like with a lot of the other conditions and diseases we talk about, like kidney stones or gall issues, like gallbladder issues. If you've never had a problem, you don't even think about it. Yeah, exactly. But lungs and breathing is essential to life. Like we need air, we need to breathe. And so if it's an effort to breathe, then everything in life is an effort. True. So... It's, it really impacts quality of life, the COPD. So to keep yourself strong and having a, your health as like a really big priority is really important when you're living with a lung disease because otherwise it's a vicious cycle downward. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah I'm anxious to see what the foods are. I, I'm still, I still can't wrap my head around how food is related to breathing, but I'm sure it'll all make sense once I hear this list of foods. Well, it's not a list of foods per se. It's we have seven ways to improve nutrition with COPD. Oh, I see. Okay. And part of that is things to reduce, like I mentioned the carbonation, remember? Right. Yeah, okay. And I mentioned the deep fried fatty foods. Right. Can that because that can cause like bloating and gas and because of how it's being processed by your body? Is that Yeah, and it stays in your stomach longer. Like if it's greasy and fatty and fried foods. Right, right. You're uh, it's sitting there, it's not getting digested. Right. So that can cause gas and bloating and reflux. So that kind of makes the breathing more difficult. Okay. But the number one thing, so let's go back to the list and let's start from number one is of of the seven ways to improve. Yeah. Yeah. Number one is to make sure that you're eating because the thing with having a chronic lung disease, you can lose your appetite and just not want to eat. And that's the worst thing that you can do. Actually, you should be eating if you could try to eat small frequent meals and snacks. So eat like every two to three hours. It's really important that you don't just eat one meal a day because you're not going to get the nutrition in one meal that your body needs and it's going to be a lot to process. Right. That makes sense. So you got to, you got to eat to get your nutrition because you're in a, in a state that requires extra help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And remember we need nutrients through our diet to keep our system strong. If you're not eating, like if you just don't have an appetite and you go the whole day without eating and maybe you have some toast and peanut butter for dinner and that's your day that's not enough to fuel your system. Oh, yeah. And then you will be more susceptible to colds and flus and your immune system is just not as strong. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's tricky for people, especially if you live alone 
And if you're, you know, having to make your own food and get groceries, it's all a struggle. Yeah, it's like when you're sick and you just don't feel like eating. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing appeals to you and, and you just are so weak. I mm-hmm. mean, it's partly because you're sick, but I would I guess a lot of that is because you're not eating. Mm-hmm. You're just not getting that fuel. So yeah, if you're feeling kind of off because of your, your COPD symptoms, it would kind of be the same thing as being sick, right? Yeah. You feel yeah. just kind of like, eh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And part of the, you know, eating small frequent meals and snacks. So, you know, three meals and three snacks would be good. At least two meals and snacks would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, protein, making sure there's protein in those meals. Right. So not having a meal that's just toast and butter or, you know, like you got to yeah. get some protein in there to make sure that you have the building blocks. Your body has those amino acids of protein built building blocks to keep your lean muscle and keep your immune system strong. Yeah, for sure. Protein's that, that is very important for keeping you healthy, keeping you strong, yeah. keeping your body in shape, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of all wrapped in the first tip. Okay. So protein and small frequent meals and snacks, like every two to three hours. Okay. What are some protein foods? Well, you said toast. I'm thinking peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Go on, on toast, uh, yogurt, cottage cheese, obviously meat, fish, beans, nuts and seeds, all of your tofu-y kind of things for people who don't eat meat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, milk, yeah. milks, you know, eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are all good. And actually, number two is soft, moist foods, so easy to eat. Yeah, I was thinking that. Smoothies maybe and soft things you put in a bowl. Yeah, you mentioned like cottage cheese, yogurt. Those would be probably good. Maybe uh, canned fruit or like soft fruit, uh, vegetables that are soft cook, maybe frozen vegetables that you cook or put in a stew or in a soup. Right. The reason I said soft, moist is they're easier to eat, like less effort to actually chew and swallow. True, yeah. So you're still getting your nutrition, but in a form that is easier to consume. Yeah, that makes sense. And extra gravies and sauces and mayo dressings, all that kind of thing, that will help your food. It'll be make it easier to chew. So it'll help that whole process of chewing and swallowing. And then you'll get your nutrition if you're actually chewing and swallowing. And I think we did a whole episode on chewing your food well. And that was episode... Six, 16, 15, 15, yeah, 15. something back then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so that's that's a really important one too. Some of the patients that I saw that had COPD, uh, many of them had either uh, dentures or not their full teeth. Like So issues with chewing can be a problem. So that's why I say soft, moist, just helps with the chewing process and breaking the food down. Remember, chewing is the first step in digestion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that go, comes into the third the third point which is we talked about a little bit fluid. Well, that makes sense. Keeping things wet. It's the yeah. same reason to add more sauces to your your stuff so you it's not dry. It. It's like eating a mouthful of dry crackers. It's Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh, it just that oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's yeah. uh yeah, so exactly. 
So the water, like keeping hydrated is really important, especially if you have dry mouth, if you are not getting enough water. Sometimes just the taste, the thirst receptors, as we age, we lose those thirst receptors. So we actually don't feel thirsty as you take another sip of water. I'm just feeling so guilty right now looking at this water. Guilty. I better drink some more water. There shouldn't be no guilt there. I don't want to lose my thirst receptors or get dry mouth. Okay. (laughs) Funny. You're so funny. You know what actually is really helpful too for people that have chronic dry mouth is mouth rinsing and not with Scope or Listerine or any of those, uh, you know, commercial alcohol based mouthwashes, but like club soda. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So club soda, having, you know, a thing of club soda in the bathroom, like a one liter bottle and just taking a little swig. Uh, and, sp- and spitting it out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, swish yeah. And, and spit out. Swish and swallow is fine too. But remember we talked about the carbonation could yeah, That's what I was going to your... say. Yeah. Yeah. So why, because of the carbonation though, that helps clean your mouth? Yeah, actually baking soda and water is another, you know, homemade solution. So like mouth rinse, so baking soda and water, salt water or club soda are yeah. all really good um, kind of ways to keep your mouth feeling fresh. And if you're having dry mouth, it's not as dry and uncomfortable. Right, right. And there is, I mean, there's actually therapeutic... Um, like over-the-counter things you can buy, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah, 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 in the pharmacy. So if you need that, then... And, and talk to a healthcare professional about this if this is an issue for you because maybe there's medication that you don't need to be on or maybe, you know, there's other things you can do. But just uh, in regards to, you know, dry mouth and getting more fluids in, the mouth rinsing is another thing you can do. And I think we talked about it. Episode 26 was all about fluids. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Water, water, water. And hydration. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. We're on number four. Okay. Is it? Uh, I, think. I think you're right. Yeah. Number four. Okay. I wasn't keeping track. I thought you were. I know. I know. Well, remember we said it's like work for people that have chronic lung disease. It's like work to eat, right? So the labored breathing, it's like effort to make a meal. So number four is easy to prepare foods, like low effort Right. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So like having a plan. So plan ahead, you know, when you have some energy, maybe batch cook, make foods ahead of time and freeze them or have, you know, a few days ahead in your fridge so that like soups or stews or foods that are easy that are going to give you good nutrition. And especially, you know, because you probably have good days and bad days and higher energy days and times of the day and lower energy times of the day. So you take all that into account with your plan to make your own foods that are um, healthy and that you can chew and swallow easily. Yeah, that's good advice. I bet there's a lot of people with this condition who don't realize that being tired is a symptom of it. They might just think, oh, it's just me. But recognizing and acknowledging that, okay, that is an actual symptom and I could take advantage of the days when I feel good and and then I have food ready for the days when I'm not, you know, I'm too tired to cook. Yeah. So yeah, you don't see me. People can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Yes, 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 exactly. She's giving me two thumbs up. Yeah, Rob knows. Yes. That's awesome. This is good. Yeah. And the other thing with number point number four about easy to prepare foods is try to enlist friends and family. Yeah, to I was going to say that too. Help yeah. with groceries or get a grocery delivery service like 
get your groceries um, online and then have them delivered. Or there's like lots of meal services out there for in different communities Mm -hmm. where food can come to your door that's, you know, healthy and nutritious and then low effort. Yeah. Lower effort anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a pretty key part of keeping yourself well nourished with a lung condition. Number five is making sure you're including some vegetables and fruits because you need those antioxidants. That's on every list. It is. Every list we've ever made says that. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Drink water, fruit and vegetables. Yeah. And the, and so the episode 17 was all about fiber and part of it is getting some fiber in the diet to, so that you're not getting constipated because that's another symptom that I notice people with lung disease. It seems weird connection, but it's usually diet and food related, just not getting enough fiber in the diet, oh, not I getting see. enough fluid. Fluid, yeah. And then you can get constipated. So that's another problem that you're dealing with in addition to labored breathing. Right. So including vegetables and fruits, we talked all about the immune health, episode three and four, and it talks about the green, dark green leafy veggies and dark orange vegetables and fruits. So those have the, remember the orange ones have beta carotene. Right. Really important for nutrition for your immune system. Okay. And they help with the... um, free radicals, like mopping up the free radicals. So as we have maybe, you know, smoke in the air, we're breathing these toxic chemicals, we need antioxidants to help with our our body and our cells to get rid of those toxins. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So once they're in your system, then the free radicals kind of take care of no, the free the, those are free radicals. So the antioxidants oh, get. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah they remember they, they take care of the free radicals. I think we had an analogy, an analogy in one of the episodes in the immune. It was the immunity one. Yeah, free radicals are like rust on the car, right? Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, exactly. The antioxidants are like whatever it is that fights the rust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. You got it. And the antioxidants we get them from. From lots of fruits and veggies, yeah, and colorful fruits and veggies, exactly, and plant foods. So we get some antioxidants from the polyphenols, from the berries that have dark colors, like the cherries and the blueberries and blackberries. Mm. So all the berries and the green leafy vegetables have antioxidants. The remember the it starts with an L. Oh, you're looking at me for the answer. I have no idea. Blah, something. Good for eye health. Oh, lutein. Yes. Oh, look at me. Yeah, there we go. That's a really good antioxidant that helps. Okay. And then all the, like you said, all the bright colors. So, you know, lycopene and tomatoes, like the red element in tomatoes and uh, beta carotene and the orange vegetables and fruits and the leucine you just said? Uh, no, lutein. Thank you, lutein. And, and what else? That's in like beta carotene stuff, right? If it's good for your eyes, I'm guessing it's in like orange stuff, I bet. Yeah. And we did, do you remember we did episodes on eye health? Mm-hmm. A whole episode on eye health. It was like number 11 or something, 10 or 11 back there. And then we did an episode on skin health. Right. Yeah. And that's orange vegetables for skin health. Exactly. Same reason. Uh, really? Yeah. Because of the beta carotene creates collagen or something or is somehow related to collagen which is good for your skin our skin is 
is our protection for immune system, just like our lungs are. Right. Because it helps to prevent invaders from getting in. Oh, interesting. So our lungs are detoxing, like, so our systems for detoxification are our skin, our lungs, like breathing, Mm -hmm. our bowels, those all affect and our kidneys and our liver, it all helps to get rid of toxins out of the body. Right. So yeah, our lung is, our lungs are so essential and so important for good health. That's interesting. So like what's good for your skin is kind of also for the same reason, good for your lungs. Yeah. Good for your immune system. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I know. eh? Good tip. And actually in that kind of um, same stream of thought, the number six is identify any food allergies or intolerances. So that might exacerbate your lung symptoms. Yeah, good point. And for some people, like, so if you have a lot of phlegm and dry mouth, and some people I talk to cannot drink milk because it's too sticky, it sticks to their phlegm. The research doesn't show that it actually increases phlegm, like dairy doesn't increase the amount of phlegm but it does stick to the saliva. So yeah, yeah, if you have more fluid like water and maybe um, like pineapple juice or juices that are more um, kind of, they cut through that phlegm, that helps a little bit. Right. Uh, But not too much in the way of sugary beverages like juice, just, you know, drinking lots of water and maybe some diluted juice can help. And for some people, some dairy products might not be great for their lung disease. It's, it's individual. Other people might have intolerances, you know, with gluten or um, they might not tolerate, you know, fried foods. So it's quite individual, but it's a good thing to identify if you're having any food allergies or intolerances because okay. that can yeah. affect your breathing also. Good to know. Just like kids with asthma, you think of, you know, a lot of times they might have some food intolerances or allergies to like different food dyes and preservatives in the processed foods. Okay. Those are like triggers? It it could be. Yeah. Yeah. For asthma. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much to know, eh? There really is. Yeah. Yeah. So now are you understanding that food can affect breathing and diet can also affect your breathing? Yeah. I mean, it's not a direct relationship. It's more like indirectly it affects your body in a way that Affects your lungs. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so many symptoms if you have a lung disease that diet can make it worse or make it better. Right. So the last one, that last tip to how to improve nutrition with, uh, with a chronic lung condition is watching the amount of salt and sodium in your diet. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't mention that one of the symptoms could be edema. So... Fluid restriction, like, sorry, fluid... Retention? Retention. So you get, um, what's that word? Bloated. Like your, your, like a feet and your ankles and your, you know... Ankle swelling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then you might be more salt sensitive and watching the amount of sodium in your diet is important. So reading those food labels, looking at, um, I think we did episode nine was food labels. Right, right. And also the one with Joni uh, Rampola. We did on... Uh, uh, yeah, recently on yeah. the grocery shopping. Yeah. 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 So that that can... We did one on salt too. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Nutrition Nuggets. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, there's lots of 
blood pressure and sodium and salt. Mm -hmm. And because that is really important if you do have edema, if you have problems breathing and it's like a struggle to breathe. Um, If you're having foods that are like lots of ultra processed foods or fast foods or foods that have a lot of salt in them, that can impact your health too. And also the thing is, if you have dry mouth and taste changes from medication related or for whatever reason, you might be adding more salt to get the taste of the food. And that actually is not helping. Yeah, true. I can see that. That's, I mean, I can see why you would add it. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's a bad thing. No, There's, exactly. Yeah. So look for some other way to get what you're getting from the salt. Exactly. Like a Mrs. Dash type thing or like a, a spice seasoning right. uh, that doesn't have salt in it. You know, my go-to is? What's that? Hot sauce. <laughs> right. Hot how sauce. much is, how much sodium's in that? That's a good question. It's yeah. usually vinegar based. Yeah. That's, that's where you're getting the punch from. True. Let's look into but that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm sure there's a bit, but I don't think it's a salty kind of, I don't think I might be completely out to lunch, but we'll uh, get back to you on that. Well, and I think there's so many different types of hot sauce. Like, so some might have, you know, hidden sodium. True. Where there's, where other others might not. Yeah. You're not adding a lot. I mean, it's, it doesn't take much to sort of add a bit of punch of flavor mm-hmm. to your whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's my, that's my tip. Good tip. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. It might not be great for people that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There's a caveat. <laughs> yeah. the, I, what I've noticed is, and it's not across the board at all, but some of the people that I talk to with COPD can't take spicy foods. They just don't like, they like more bland foods. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be, I don't know why, but. Oh. Well, there you go. Part of it is the reflux, I think. And we did one on episode 31 on feeling the burn, the heartburn. Oh, heartburn and all that. Yeah, because that talks all about like foods that can make the heartburn worse and foods that can help. Okay, yeah, yeah. So use at own risk if you're trying to add some spice with your hot sauce. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, I, I I guess what I'm saying is maybe, um, I, well, when you said spice with your hot sauce, I thought that's what it is. Well, I mean, add some flavor with your hot oh, sauce. Oh, there we Sorry. go. Oh, okay, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And just maybe not use salt for flavoring. Yeah. Because that might um, just make your ankle swelling worse or any um, fluid retention or edema worse. There you go. Yeah. So do you want, should we go over those? Seven ways to improve your nutritional status. Yeah, we probably should because I've forgotten a few of them already. (laughs) Okay, one is eat small meals and snacks. Small meals, yeah, that makes sense. But frequently, yeah. Yeah, every two to three hours. So don't not eat because like don't skip meals for long periods because that kind of can make things worse. Right. And in addition to the small meals and snacks is making sure you get a protein Right. In each meal. Yeah, that's important. Protein source, yeah. Keep your body strong. That's right. The building blocks for your immune system and to keep your lean muscle. Yeah, exactly. And then um, the next one was having foods that are soft and moist. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes it easier to eat, right? Easy to eat, that's right. Yeah. And then third one is fluids. Right, hydration. Lots of hydration, lots of fluids. Sipping between meals, uh, have a drink, like a some sort of water or something with a meal. Yeah. So that that helps with the soft, moist foods too, to help with 
chewing and swallowing. Right. And also with the fluids mouth rinsing with uh, club soda or salt water. If you have dry mouth yeah. kind of issues. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And number four is the easy to prepare foods. So lower effort or recognizing when your energy is a bit better and to batch cook and get some meals that are prepared in advance. Yep. Yeah, use those services. Well, that's the next one, right? Get help. Yeah, that's part of it, actually. That's part of number four. Okay. Is, yeah. yeah, ask for help. Use those services that uh, the meal preparation or the meal delivery services, all those lots of options out there these days. Exactly. Yeah. And number five is including vegetables and fruits for those antioxidants. Always. It's helpful for fiber, too. And then um, number six is identifying food intolerances and allergies, if that might be making things worse for your breathing. Yeah, contributing to the symptoms, right? Exactly. And the last one is watching how much salt and sodium is in your diet because this can make edema or fluid retention worse. Right. There you go. Sandra's top seven COPD symptom something or other, whatever the title will be. Symptom management, eating and breathing, essentials for life. Nice. Yes. And I hope uh, we answered Melanie's question from New York. Yeah. She's probably like just madly scribbling down all these notes. (laughs) It's like written a small book. (laughs) Sorry. Any foods to avoid. So that would be those carbonated beverages are not going to be helpful. Deep fried fatty foods probably will not be helpful if there's ultra processed foods and they have a lot of sodium or salt in them, then that's not going to be great. Right. So all of those and foods that are, I didn't say this, but it kind of goes with the soft, moist foods, anything that's really difficult to chew and swallow. So like crusty rolls or like big, you know, sticky things too, maybe sticky things or hard, difficult, like dry meats. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Those are really, those can be really hard for someone who's having breathing issues. True. To get through that that meal. So anything that's going to be a lot of effort to eat. There you go. Good tips. Great. Good. Well, and if anyone else has any questions or any um, comments, please let us know at mywifetherd at gmail.com. Yeah, that's our email. It's We love hearing hearing your questions, hearing your comments, just hearing from you guys in general. Just let us know how we're doing. Let us know if we're on the right track. And uh, yeah, love hearing from you. You can check out the website as well. That's mywifethedietitian.com. There's lots of new information up there all the time. Fun blog articles to read, um, all sorts of different things. There'll be some courses coming up too that you guys will be able to sign up for. Uh, that'll be probably down the road. We'll we'll start doing those. And we've got our social media pages as well. We're on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And there's new things popping up there regularly. So be sure to check those out. Like them, join the page, whatever you got to do just to help support us and keep it going. And we will be back on Wednesday with another Nutrition Nuggets. And then following next week, another another episode, uh, another full episode like this one. So yeah, keep listening. We really appreciate everyone uh, supporting us and coming out every week. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's so cool to see the map of where 
everybody is in the world. There's just so many listeners, like globally. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm making, I'm making this big map. I'll post it once it's done. But we, we kind of have analytics of cities that we have listeners in, and it's pretty amazing. There's like hundreds of cities all over the world. It so. reminds me of like, you know, when you're traveling or you, you've you traveled and you have uh, the map. With pins in it. Yeah, with pins. Like, you know, on the wall, you have like where you're going to go or all the places you've been or the places you want to go. And you've got all the different colored pens. Well, it's kind of like that map. And it's like mind blowing. I had no idea. There was like people from like every continent. And it's just like all the people from all the listeners from all over the world. It's pretty exciting. And we appreciate that you take your time and listen to us banter back and forth. <laughs> we are in a lot of years. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, we really, we really do. It's, it's, it's amazing to, to see the support we've been getting for this. So, yeah. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions like Melanie's today, then please forward your question and we'll hopefully address it on one of the episodes. Right on. Okay, well, have a good week, everyone. We will be back in your ear next week. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.